Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. You ready to thrive this year? All right, all right. Glad to hear it. I'm ready. We're going there. In uh, these next few weeks here uh, in our church, as we get into this new series called Thrive, is going to set us up for what this year, not only this year, but, but years to come and what God wants to do here at TLC. I hope you're on board. I hope you're ready uh, to go. Hey, my name is uh, Kyle Judah. I'm the lead pastor here at Transforming Life. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad uh, that you are here. Hey, tomorrow night, if you're not aware, if you don't follow, follow college football, tomorrow night is the college football national championship game uh, between the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs! Any Georgia fans in here? Oh, God bless you, sir. No, you're not. You're a Florida fan. Get out of here with that. No, you can't. You can't have both. You can't do that. No. It is nice. It is the SEC, the Georgia Bulldogs, and Alabama Roll Tide. Alright. We'll have a special altar call at the end of service for all of you. We don't say either of those things in my house. We say go Gators, regardless of what kind of season they have. Um, it doesn't matter. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Lord. No, sorry. I'm getting silly, y'all. But, uh, but hey, tomorrow is that national championship game. It should be a, a great game. It's also playoff time in the NFL. There were some, some games on yesterday for the playoffs. I know, I know Caesar is expecting the Eagles to go all the way this year, right? Um, some of you are Giants fans. God bless you. I know it's been a tough year. And then the rest of us are, are Bucks fans, and we just don't have any expectations. Uh, and it's just, it is what it is, right? Uh, we, we know how it's going to go every year. But, uh, but uh, speaking of football, a few years ago, it was Super Bowl 50 between the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos. I believe it was Peyton Manning's last game. And, um, and we're going to watch a video real clip, if you, if you guys can get that clip ready. Um, there, there was a moment toward the end of the game that were just... A matter of minutes, I think four minutes left uh, in the game, and Cam Newton fumbles the ball. Okay, I don't know if anybody remembers that that play or whatever, but but let's take a look at this video. If you guys got that ready, and uh, and this will set us up as we move in uh, to today's message. Go ahead with that. said what did he say he made the decision it wasn't worth it to go in there and get it he hesitated the ball's out the game is on the line and and he steps back he doesn't jump in the pile he decided it wasn't worth it to get it there are moments in in games 
that have to be seized. It, it could be a long pass. It could be an interception that are caught or dropped that can change the game. Momentum in a football game can shift so quickly. There was a game a few years ago between Michigan and Michigan State. There was a bad punt snap, and the, the kicker didn't handle it well with like 10 seconds left in the game, and, and, and it loses, they lose the game. In that situation, there are critical moments where players must capitalize. If they do, it changes momentum. And if you know anything about sports, momentum is, is everything. It, it means success. But if they don't, if they don't capitalize on it, if they don't seize that moment, it can be devastating. I believe our church is in a place where we're at a crossroads between a, a survival season and, and a thriving season. And we have to be, um, we've been in survival mode for so long. And, 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 and now it is our time. There is a moment that we are in, in our season, it, it, it is our time. It's time to seize this moment. It's time to, to jump on the ball. It's time to jump into the pile. It's not a time to, to step back or, or, or not deem it worth it. It's time to jump in and, and step into this season. This is our time to thrive. Are you with me today? Our willingness to jump on the ball or shrink back will set the stage for how we grow and move into the next season of our church. If you can, turn to 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1-14. through 14. Today I want to share a passage of scripture of someone in the Bible who was also at a moment in their life at a season where, that needed to be seized. And I believe we can find some helpful principles um, with how he responded in this critical hour in this message today titled, It Is Our Time. 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 14, we have Elijah and Elisha again. We talked about them last week and we, we looked at um, the calling of, of Elisha. And now where we're at now, uh, Elisha has been following Elijah um, for about six years and has been his apprentice. He, he's, he's Luke Skywalker to Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Um, y'all seen the new Star Wars movie? Um, re- really good. But, um, but he was his apprentice. He was walking alongside him. He was learning because Elisha is about to take Elijah's place. So we have here in the Bible, if you'll go ahead and get that out. Second Kings chapter 2. Verses 1 through 14, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elijah said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, do you know what the Lord is giving do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied. Be quiet. Look at your neighbor and tell him to be quiet. <laughs> then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and again asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied. So be quiet. <clears throat> then Elijah said to him, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Verse 7. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I have taken from you? Let me inherit it. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elijah replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses 
a fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elijah saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elijah saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elijah then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left. And he crossed over. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. God, may it be so important to our lives. May it be more than just a book that we read of stories and, and things that have happened. But God, may we treasure it. God, may we hide it in our hearts so that we can live for you and, and, and carry out the plan and know the plan that you have for our lives. God, I pray that you would speak to us today as we get ready to step into this new exciting season here at TLC. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My first point for you today is, is a question. Can you sense what the Spirit is doing? Can you sense what the Spirit is doing? Do you, do you kind of sense something is changing, something is shifting, something is about to happen, something new, something exciting? God is about to do something fresh and new in this place. It's not because you have new leadership. It's not because of it, but it's going to be because we position ourselves and, and because we seek after Him and we go on after Him. But, but Elijah knew something was up. He knew something special, something amazing. God was about to do something in this moment. And it came from him walking with God and walking with Elijah. He had that the relationship with him. He had spent, he had spent time with, with God. God had a calling on his life and he, he was pursuing that calling. And he had spent time with, with Elijah, the, the greatest prophet um, at that time. And he spent time with him. So, so you could say his spidey senses were tingling a little bit. You ever... You ever outside and, and a storm is getting ready to brew and you can almost smell it in the air. You can smell the rain in the air. When I was growing up, when I was a kid, my, my dad and my grandfather would take me fishing and, and you could get into certain spots in the lake where it smelled a little fishier than the others or at least that's what we told ourselves to make us feel good that say that fish was there. He could sense something was about to happen. Do you sense it today? Do you sense what's happening in this spirit realm? Do you sense what's happening in our world today? That now, more than ever, is a time when I believe God is ready to pour out a, 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 an amazing revival, His presence, if we will let Him. Can you sense what's happening? See, this is going to come from, from more than just watching the news or reading news articles or, or following stuff on Facebook. It's going to be from following God, from sensing what He is doing in us and, 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 and in this Church, can you sense there's something special on the horizon for TLC? The winds are changing. There's a new season. Come on. The good things are about to happen and come, and I don't want to miss it. I, I don't want to miss out on what God wants to do. I, I hope you're in that, that place as well. I don't want to miss it. Elisha was determined not to miss it. He was determined. Elijah kept telling him, listen, stay here. I got to go do this, stay here. And every time Elisha says, no, no, he didn't want to miss. He couldn't stay there. He knew God was going to do a new thing. He knew God was going to do something. He didn't know what it was exactly, but he wanted to be a part of it. You couldn't pay him to leave. You, you ever go to a movie? Of course, you're going to get popcorn and you're going to, and, and now the movies, they have only like a few options. Like you could get a smaller bag of popcorn, but you could get the number one with the large cup of popcorn and the large drink. Come on, that's a deal, right? You know? <laughs> Knowing you're not going to eat this giant tub of popcorn. But 
But the popcorn, of course, makes you thirsty, so you have to get the large drink, and so you drink the drink, and then you feel you have to go to the bathroom, especially if it's a long movie, like Star Wars, it's two and a half movies, and there was like 30 minutes, there were a lot of credits before that movie. So you're three hours, you're sitting there, and you've had this huge uh, uh, glass or cup of, of uh, Mr. Pibb, and, uh, and you, you might have to go to the bathroom, but you don't want to miss what's happening in the movie, right? You don't want to stop. You can't pause the movie at the theater and, and go to the bathroom. You don't want to miss it. The, uh, I think it was last weekend, uh, we were with family, and we were watching, um, we were watching football. It was the, the college playoffs we were watching. And, uh, and, and there was a, I think a commercial that had come up, and, and my wife said, Hey, can you go? The kids are in the back playing. Can you go check on them? Make sure that, you know, they didn't use the bathroom in their pants or whatever. And can you go, can you go check on them? I was like, all right. So, because I'm an obedient, you know, husband and stuff. And, and, uh, and so I went, I went and checked on them and I come back and, and the team had scored. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> the team had scored. I, I missed it. I, we, we don't want to, we don't want to miss out on those things. And the same thing for us is, is we don't want to miss out on what God is doing here and what he wants to do in this next season of life. We, we, we have to keep our focus. We have to stay laser pinpoint in on what, what God wants to do. There's some things that we're going to talk about today that are going to lead us into this new year and this new season at our church. But we have to be focused. We have to come together and, and unified and focused on, on what God wants to do or we're going to miss it. And I don't want to miss it. There's some reasons that Elisha could have stayed. Elijah told him to stay. That was his master. That was his, his teacher. He was, he was authority over him. And, and Elijah told him to do that. So, so that was a reason he could have stayed. The, the cities that they were going to and from, um, they, they may have needed him. If, if Elijah, Elijah was doing some work, then, then, then maybe there were some things. Because, I mean, Elijah had been studying with this, this guy for six years. I'm sure he, he knew what he was doing. So those cities may have needed him. There were, there were these school of, of prophets in, in each of these cities that we see gathered together to see what's going on. Uh, they may have needed him. Again, he's been hanging out with the guy, the prophet, all these years. Maybe there's something that he could impart uh, to these schools. So, so they may have needed him. There, there's reasons that we could stay where we are as a church. There, there are reasons. It's comfortable. It's manageable right now with the size and the amount of people. It's manageable. It's not going to get too overwhelming or too crazy. So we can just stay comfortable and stay where we are. This is the way we've always done things. You know, it's the way we've always done things. It's kind of what we know. It's what we're used to. It's our, it's our norm. So, so we can just maybe just stay in that and, and it, would be, it would be okay. It wouldn't, it wouldn't challenge us too much to step out. It wouldn't, it wouldn't put too much pressure on us to, to do that. Or, or maybe finances. You know, ministry takes money. I know we don't like to, to think of that or believe it, but it, but it does. Ministry takes money. We, 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 want, we need to step into a place where, where we're not bound by finances. We're not that, so, so that, and again, it's not so that we can grow this great thing or grow a great name of Transforming Life Church. It's so that we can impact more people's lives. We, we can't stay where we're at. We have to grow. We have to keep moving forward because God wants to do something. Do you sense it? Are you ready? How many of you would say, I don't want to miss the new thing? How many of you would say, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to leave? How many of you are like Elijah? Like, listen, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to miss this thing, I don't want to step away from what God is doing. We have to be tenacious. We have to be tenacious and not allow good things to get in the way of God things. You guys did good today. We, we, we set up the, the, uh, the, the ropes on the pews back there. 
and really that's just for me because there's a huge space right here because we're believing people are coming through the altars and boom, fire out to the fall. But but you guys are really far away. And so everybody tends to sit through the back. It, it is just awkward. Even for the worship team, it is awkward to, 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 to worship and, and, and lead you in, in the back there. So, and, it, and it just brings us closer together and it makes us feel all warm and cozy and fuzzy and stuff like that. Um, but that's one of those things. That's just one of the, there, there's some changes that you might see coming up and coming through. And, and, and you need to be, okay, change is good. It means we're, we're growing. We're, we have to try new things. We can't be stuck in, in, in things and, and, and have that be a reason why we're doing things. We, we have to be willing to grow and to change and trust the Holy Spirit. But we can't let good things get in the way of God things. There may be other things that, that change along the way, programming and, and, and different things. And, and we, have to be okay, um, we have to be okay with that because good things can get in the way of, of what God wants to do. Elijah... I think it's funny, or Elisha, excuse me, I'm going to get them confused on that. But Elisha was so funny with these prophets that were lining up and gathering to watch what was going on. Because they were just watching. They were just spectators. They were the fans in the crowd. And they keep muttering and saying things. And they're like, hey, don't, don't you know? Don't you know your master's going to be called up today? Like, like Elisha didn't know that. He didn't sense this, this was already going. So we can't look for others to verify what we already know. We, we don't need to talk about what's going to happen. We don't, we don't need to talk about how it's going to happen. Because oftentimes what we do is we sit and talk and talk and talk. And we have a small group to talk about the small group. And we have a committee to set up another committee. And, and all we do is end up sitting and talking instead of doing something. We got to step into it. We got to jump in the pile. We got to jump on the ball and seize the moment. It's time to do something. So, so, so all these school, all these prophets had lined up and all they were doing was talking. And they have their own opinion, their own commentary. And don't, don't you know fans do that? They don't know what they're doing. It's, just, it's, the, it's the big guy with the beard and the, the hot dog. and the, You suck. You, you know. he, he never played a day in his life. He don't know what he's talking about. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And I don't want other people to, to distract us from doing that. Those debates, just sitting there talking, can distract us. From what we need. Oftentimes people sense it, but they don't do anything about it. Or they don't know what to do about it. Some love to talk, but never act. That's what's wrong with politics today. So what we're going to do in this next season throughout this year is we're going to develop teams. We're going to ask you to serve more. We're going to give you places and provide uh, areas and opportunities for you to serve and, and provide training for all of you that, that want to serve in those areas. We're going to have opportunities for you to give more. We have opportunities for you to share your story, to leverage what God has done, to leverage God's blessings in your life, offer His, His glory. But we're not just going to sit and talk. We're going to do. What, what do they do? They, they, they talk, they watch, they, they watch from the other side of the Jordan. See, see, they're not following, they're just sitting there watching. They wanted to see a show. And Elijah doesn't just want to watch, he wants to be a part of what God is doing. Do you want to watch the show called Church? Or do you want to be a part of what God is doing? But see, God wants to do something in your life. God wants to do something in you and through you. And you don't have to be the pastor on the stage. He wants to do something in and through all of you. Because we are the church. We are the body. And we have to come together to do that. So they talk, they walk, or they talk, they watch, and, and they doubt. These are the same people who would be asking Elijah to send someone to look for the body later. 
I, I don't, I don't want to just doubt. I don't want to just watch. I don't, I don't want to just hang out and, and see what's going on. When, when I was growing up, um, I played baseball, and my dad coached some of the seasons. And, uh, and I hated that. Not that I didn't want to spend time with my dad, but, but whenever they had to sub someone in the game, because everybody gets to play, right? Uh, I was the first one, being the coach's kid, to have to sit out so that other people could play. I know that's really selfish, and, you know, but I was a kid, and I wanted to play. See, I want to be in the game. I don't want to be just sitting back watching. I don't, I don't want to watch golf. First, it's boring. But second, it's kind of, I want to be out on the course. I want to be out playing. I want to be in the game. Are you in? Are you in? Are you ready to get going and get some things done? You see, we'll celebrate the past. We'll celebrate what God has done here. We'll, we'll learn from what hasn't worked. And, and we'll look forward to the future. But are you in now? Are you in now, God wants to do something now. This is our time now. This is your now. It's our time to thrive. Number two for you today is this. A greater anointing is coming. A greater anointing, a new anointing is coming. We see that in the, the next part of the scripture in verses 7 through 10. Elisha immediately knows what he wants. What does he ask for? A double portion. A double portion. He doesn't hesitate. He, he knows what he wants. What, what do you want? What, what, what do you want out of this thing? Obviously, we want to be closer to God, but, but I, I want I to... There, there's more than just that. Yeah, yeah, we want to be closer to God. All of us should, should want that. But there's so much more to it than us just getting what, what we think we need and want. God wants to do something through that to reach more people. What do you want? This was uh, an inheritance law that was in, in place. Inheritance law gave a double portion of the inheritance to the firstborn. Now, I know Elisha was not related to Elijah, but Elijah was his spiritual father. And he was asking for that double portion. Listen, we can't just sit back and expect things just to happen. Elijah acted in boldness. We can't just sit back and, all right, well, people are just going to show up. That's not going to happen. People aren't just going to show up. We, we can't just expect things just to happen. That, that we have a part in all this. God wants to use us in all this. So what do we do? We grow a great church by growing great people. We grow a great church by growing great people. Because whatever we are now are going to be amplified as we get bigger, as we grow. As we fill up this, this auditorium. Whatever we are now will be amplified. That's true of our weaknesses and our strengths. So our strengths will be amplified, but, but, but so will our weaknesses. So we gotta, we got to work on those things. we got to be in a healthy position, a healthy posture as we enter into this next exciting season of growth. It's going to, um, it's going to take us all coming together. All coming together, unified. One, one body, one church coming together to help this city and to help new people coming in here experience a life-changing experience through Jesus. Have you stewarded your life today? How you steward your life today will determine if you're ready for a greater anointing tomorrow. It's, it's called faithfulness. Faithfulness. Most of us don't know how to steward our life well. If we're real honest. If you won't serve in the small things, why would God allow you to lead large things? If we're not willing to serve now in this season of our church, why, 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 would, why would we expect anything different as things get bigger and as things grow? We're going to learn how to serve, share, and give more over this next year. If you want a greater level of serving, it starts now. 
If you want to share your faith, you got to learn how to do it now. It's not suddenly going to just start later on. It's, it's now. We don't have to wait. If you want a greater level of giving, it starts now. And if you can't give and, and tithe with a little bit, then what do you, you want God to bless you and give you blessings and, and you think you're going to do it later? It starts now. If you want a greater level of giving, sharing, and serving, it starts now. God wants you to share your story. God has done something in each and every one of your lives that he wants you to share with someone. At your job, in your family, at the grocery store, he wants you to share your story. We're going to learn how to share our story. Because we're going into a greater anointing. We're going into a new season, so we have to learn how to serve, share, and give more. This is our time. This is my third and final point. I've been saying it this whole time. It's the theme of the whole thing. This is our time. The time is now. It's time to seize the moment. It's the last part of our, our passage today, 11 through 14. You are the church. You are the church. The church is not the pastor. The church is not the, the leadership. It's all of us together. We are the church. And the revival that God wants to bring comes through you. It comes through you. God wants to use you. You are a perfect candidate for God to use. You are. You don't have to be a pastor or a missionary or anything. God wants to use you and what he's done in your life. Listen, Abraham wasn't too old to have a child. Timothy wasn't too young to be in ministry. Moses stuttered. He had a speech problem, but God used him to rescue the people out of Egypt. Rahab was a prostitute. Leah was ugly. Gideon was a coward. Mary was a virgin. Elijah was suicidal. John the Baptist ate bugs. <laughs> Peter denied that he knew Jesus three times. Not once, not twice, but three times he rejected that he knew Jesus. Someone who was very close to him, that walked with him, that saw the miracles, rejected him. All the disciples were all uneducated. They were all ordinary men, but God used them. What's your excuse? There is an anointing for you. There's an anointing for all of you. It's not just about the, the church. It's a, we, we make up the church. We make up. If something, God forbid, traumatic would happen to this building, the church would still exist because we are the church, it's more than just this building. It's more than brick and mortar. There's an anointing for you. Don't, don't look for someone else to do it. If God has done something in your life, he wants you to share it. If God has given you talents and abilities, he wants you to, to grow in that. And he wants you to use it and serve others with that. If you want to live the blessed life, you use the blessings that God has given you to bless others by your giving. Take responsibility for your anointing. Don't pass it on to someone else. It's yours. Steward it. Steward it well. Because this is our time. This is our time to thrive. Two words that will keep you from those blessings. Two words that will keep you from, from what God wants you to do is yesterday and tomorrow. Some people are, are looking for the future. We can't wait till next year. This year was uh, 2017. God, thank God it's gone. We, we can't wait till next year. We can't wait to get married. Can't wait to graduate. We can't wait till our kids grow up and get out on their own so we don't have to wipe up and clean up anymore. When we're kids, we can't wait to grow up. I can't wait to drive. I can't wait to experience all these grown-up things. We're, many of us have, have done that at some season and point in our life. We can't wait for, for the future. People who talk about the future never find the anointing of the present. God wants to do something now. The problem is that we like to put God's power in the future. Someday I'll fly away, oh glory. 
Or some will put God's power in the past. Give me that old time religion. Some people are always waiting and fixing to do something. I'm fitting to do this. I'm fitting to do that. And then those fixing to do people turn into idas. Well, I'd have done this if so-and-so would have got their hat together. Listen, we serve a God who wants to show up in the midst of our now. We, we, we serve a God who showed up in the middle uh, of, of the, the Israelites escaping Egypt and part of the Red Sea. We serve a God that walked through the fiery furnace. We serve a God who laid in the lion's den. Come on. God is a God of a now. Yes, I know he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what did he tell Moses who he was? He said, I am the I am. Aren't you glad God is not I was or I'm going to be? He is right here for you, right here, right now. This is our time. This is that. This is that season. This is that season that we're in. This is the place where this meets that. This is the crossroad. This is the time. This is the moment. This is the time where the prayers and prophecies and planning of yesterday meet today. This is the Acts 2 moment in the upper room where the disciples were all together in one body, one accord, unified, and the power of God fell on their life. This is the prophecy from Joel that said, it will come about this, that I will pour out my spirit on all men, and you, your sons and daughters, will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. This is that season that we're in. Listen, revival isn't a three-day deal where some big-name evangelist comes in and we have four-hour services. What happens? I, those are great. Now, don't get me wrong. We'll have those at some point. But, but, but revival is meant to be a lasting, continuing thing. It's a lifestyle that we live in. We live in revival. It doesn't just come and go because some big-name guy is in here speaking. God wants to live in revival. And we're walking into that here at our church. We're walking into this new season. This is that season. So what you'll see over the next year is it's going to be a lot of work, but it's going to launch us in to such an amazing season here at our church. And again, it's not about building something great, grandiose that people talk about. It's about people experiencing life change. Elisha knew he was going to be the next prophet. He knew what was about to happen. The mantle didn't fall from heaven and rest on his shoulders, though. It didn't just fall on him. The blessing didn't just fall in his lap. He had to decide to pick it up and put it on. So what does he do? He rips his cloak. He puts on Elijah's mantle. He puts on the authority. He puts on the assignment that God has for him. He puts on the calling and he seizes the moment. He jumps on the ball, if you will. He doesn't back away. He doesn't say, I don't know about this. Let me pray about it. No, no. He jumps. He makes the decision. He jumps in. He seizes the moment, we must seize the moment that we're in. We must seize the season that we're in. Remember Cam Newton, what he did. He hesitated. He, he, he stepped back a little bit. He was afraid about getting in the mess, getting in, in the work, getting in the huddle with everybody else. Elisha never hesitated in any of those moments. The church is full of these defining moments if you look throughout church history. It's people like Noah. Who answered the call of God even though it was crazy? Moses at the Red Sea had a defining moment. Do I trust you, God, to do this crazy thing in front of all of us? Or do we face 
Going back to slavery, Joshua at Jericho. It's David charging Goliath. It's the 12 spies. 10 had bad reports, but two believed. It was Daniel who said, I'll pray. It's three Hebrew boys that said, I'm not going to conform. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to bow to you, king, but I'm going to stand for who I am in God. It's the woman with the issue of blood who said, I, I could just get a touch from Jesus in the midst of the large crowd. It's Zacchaeus who climbed the tree. It's, it's Peter. Even though he denied Christ, Jesus uh, reaffirms him. Jesus reinstates him. And on the day of Pentecost, he comes and preaches Jesus' death and crucifixion. And 3,000 people get saved in that moment. These are the moments in church history. What are these moments going to be like in this church? What are the moments that we're going to talk about years and years and years from now when we look back on things and we see how, how God has moved and we see the lives that have been changed and, and the people that have been set free and touched by the power of God and we see the families that have been restored and we, we see the, the marriages that have been restored and we see the addictions that have been delivered and we, we see all these amazing things. What are, what are those moments going to be like? We're going to look back and we're going to say, you know what? It started in 2018. It started when we decided to come together as a church and to move this thing forward. It started when we decided to seize the moment. We can't afford to miss the opportunities God has set before us. This is a crucial point in Elisha's life. It's the crux. It's the crossroad. It's the defining moment for him. It's the most pivotal moment of his life. He goes from servant to prophet. He goes from mediocre to mighty. He goes from facing the crowd now to God's voice of a nation. This is the moment that he goes from regular Joe to most powerful prophet in Hebrews history. Will he reach down and pick up the mantle? Or will he fumble it? We must seize this moment in our church. We can't hesitate. We can't watch it go by like, like Cam Newton did with the fumble. We got to jump in. We got to seize the moment. This is one of those moments where we must capitalize on what God wants to do. In this season. Who's ready? Are you ready to thrive this year? Is this your time this year? Come on, stand up with me this morning. Are you ready for a fresh mantle? Worship team, you guys can come on up. Are you ready for a fresh mantle? Are you ready for a new level of anointing? Are you ready to serve, share, and give more? Come on, I'm ready. I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss on what God wants to do. In this place, in this church, in this city, it's bigger than just this, this sanctuary right here. It's so much bigger than that. Are you ready? Are you ready to, to go all in? Are you ready to seize the moment? Or are we going to just step back and be like, ah, we're good. We're good where we're at. We're okay with being comfortable. We're, we're okay with the way things have always been. Are you ready to seize the moment? Are you ready for fresh mantle, a new level? Of anointing. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for all that you are, God. We thank you for that, for, for what you want to do in this place, God. We know you have greater things. And God, we're ready to seize the moment. We're ready to jump in, God. We don't want to miss out on what you want to do. And it's not about us, God. It's all about you. It's all about what you want to do. It's all about where you want to, want to take us, Father. So don't, God, we don't want to miss it. Let us take this seriously, God. Let us take this seriously, Lord. May we be challenged in our hearts today. May we be stirred. God, stir us up, Father. Lord, to surrender, to surrender our own ideas, our own opinions, Father. 
God, so that we can walk into this greater anointing, this greater season that you have for us, so that we can go from surviving now to thriving, Lord. God, help us to catch this. Help us to catch this vision, God, so that we can, we can learn to serve more, God, because there's going to be people coming in, God. There's going to be people coming in that, that may not be familiar with church. They've, they've never really been to church. They don't even really like church. But, God, we're going to have people in place that are going to be ready to greet them with a smile, with, with an encouraging word, Father. We're going to set a, a family-type atmosphere in this room so, God, when people come in, God, their walls can fall down because they just feel like they belong. And we're going to learn to serve more. God, we're going to learn to share more, God. We're going to learn that, that we have a story, that God has done something in our lives, God, and we have something to offer. We have something to share, God. You've done something in us, whether it's a healing, God, whether it's being restored, God, whether it's just, Lord, we know we've been made new in you, God, we were lost, but now we're found, Lord. We, we had no plan and no vision for our life, but God, when we found you, Lord, everything opened up, God, all fresh and new. And God, you want us to share that with those that are hurting, Father. You want us to meet the needs of, of the hurting, Lord. You want us to give more, God. You don't, you don't just give it so that we get all hoarded together for our own selves, our own pleasures, Father, because that stuff is going to fade away. We can't take it with us, Lord. But you want us to leverage the blessings that you give. And it's going to be different for each household. But God, you want us to leverage the blessings that you give us, God, so that we can give so that people have life-changing experiences here at this church. Not only in the four walls, but God, as we take you out wherever that we go. God, help us, stir us, challenge us, Lord. If you're here today you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God has a calling on your life. There is an anointing for you. And if you don't know Jesus, you haven't taken that first step of, of stepping into that new life with Him and you'd like to do that today, can you just slip your hand up real quick and wave it at me? No one's looking around. Your hand's bowed. Your eyes closed. Anybody today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You never asked Him into your life. You've never started a relationship following after Him. Praise God. Praise God. Well, if you're here today and you would just like to say, you know what, man? I'm ready to step into this. I'm ready to jump on the ball. I'm ready to take this new anointing. I'm ready to take this new mantle. I'm ready to serve, share, and be more. If you'd be willing to do that, if you would be so bold like Elisha and see it, and you would see the moment now, and you'd be ready to seize it. If you come up to the front as we come together, if you're ready, if you're ready for that new if you're ready to thrive, if you're ready to go forward, come on, let's meet up here in front. We're going to pray together. It's a new season. It's time to thrive. Don't sit back and watch. Don't hold back. Step into it. Come on, it takes a step. It takes a step of faith. It takes a step of obedience. Come on, is there anybody else for stepping into a new season? It's a new season. Yes, yeah, Lord. It's time to thrive. It's time to thrive. It's time to go. I want you to see this and then we're going to pray. We're going to pray for that new mantle, that new anointing. We're going to pray that there's something fresh starts here. This is where we were. Survival mode. Guys, didn't have a pastor most of the last year. There were people, many of you just stepped in wherever you could, wherever, wherever, wherever.
Whatever there needed to be a place, you, you just step in and, and we, we just survived. We just got by. That's that okay. You got to step in and, and you made things. You held things together. This is the season that we're walking into right now. This is where we're going. We're going to thrive. But right now, where we are at currently is this space in between. It's this space in between where we used to be and, and where we're headed. And if we will leverage this season, if, if we will seize this moment right now, we're going to begin to draw this season closer. So you know what? If I decide, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give more. I'm going to give more. I, you know, I just, I, I believe this. I know God's going to move, so I'm going to give. Even if that's sacrificial, I'm going to give. Even if that hurts me a little bit, I, I'm going to give. We draw that season even closer. You know what? I'm, I'm going to step up. I feel like I'm not really being used a whole lot. I feel like I'm not really, uh, you know, involved as much as I should be. You know, I know God wants me to do something, but I don't know really, really where to start. So I want to just, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to pastor. I'm going to talk to a leader. I'm going to, I want to get involved. I want to, I want to serve more. I want to use my talents. And we, we, we draw this season even closer. You know what, God? I know you've done something in my life, and I've just been sitting on it for too long. And, and, and we decide to share our story more. We start to see new people come in the church because we, we've shared with them. Listen, People don't come into the church to accept Christ. That's not the purpose of the church. It's the purpose of the church to come in and to learn and to grow in, in, in our journey with God. And we take it out there. That is where real church happens. That is where real life change happens. We come in here to grow. But if we learn to serve more, share more, give more, we're going to draw this gap closer. But if we decide, you know what, things are okay. It's uncomfortable to share my story. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't know what they're going to say. They might reject me. They might tell me no. But we miss that. The point is for us to be obedient to God. That's it. He'll take it from there. You don't have to have all the right words. I just want you to be obedient. I just want you to take that step. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's scary. It was scary for Peter to step out of a boat and walk on water. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, if you keep your eyes on the moment and seize the moment and say, this is weird. I don't know what's going to happen, but hey, I, I heard you talking. I hear you sick. Can I pray for you? It's just as simple as that. You pray for them and you let God do the rest. But if you decide, ah, I got things to do. This, this line at Walmart is crazy. I don't want to wait here anymore. I'm going to go through the sub check real quick and I'm gone. God, finances are tight. I mean, we, we are pinching pennies and, and, and getting pennies and coins out of the cracks of the couches. And, 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 and you know, we got plans. Need a new truck. Need this. Kids in college, we need to start planning for that. Need to put more towards retirement. And all those things are important. All those things are great. But we put them above God. We put them ahead of what God wants to do. And let and, and it. I'm not trying to get you to give all your money. <laughs> I'm not sure because it's not going to be for me anyway. So we're not giving to brick and mortar. We're giving to people experiencing life change in their life. But if we decide to just sit on our wallets, we sit on our blessed assurance, and push this season further away. If we decide that we just want to come in and we just want to sit in the pew and warm the pew. There's people that that are in place, there's leaders that they're, they're, they're supposed to run the church. That's an American church mindset that is wrong. This is your church. God, 
we tell you guys all the time, God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. Well, if you believe that, what are you doing with it? But if you decide, I just, I just want to come, I want to, I want to hear the preaching, and, and, and then I'm going to go home. Keep pushing that season further away. Are you ready to seize the moment? Are you ready to jump in the pile? It's going to get messy, y'all. It's going to get dirty. It's going to cost us some things. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to stretch us out of our comfort zone. But are you ready to jump in the pile? Are you ready to jump on the ball? Are you ready to seize the moment? Are you ready to thrive? If you're not up here in this altar yet, you can still come. Come on. Because we're going to thrive. We're going to move forward. If you're ready, lift your hands up. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.